Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. I know you're very concerned about my health, and it is still messed up. My tongue is all mangled and deranged and all that, but uh, we're here. So, if you like to pour salt on my tongue, uh, feel free. But I, I was telling Coop, I, I might have to take a day. I, I, I have, I never take sick, sick days for actually being sick, and I don't think I'm sick. I, my tongue's all messed up, so I, I'm debating whether or not to take one. And I was telling Harmon earlier, uh, the great Mike Harmon, that I, I don't want to do that. 
But I feel like it's the only way for this stupid tongue to uh, to heal up. So just warning. But uh, I really don't want to miss Thursday. I mean, that's uh, that's I, so I'm like, should I take tomorrow off? But then what if I'm not healthy and then I have to take Thursday and then it becomes problematic? So it's a big dilemma that I have here. That uh, that it's really a first world problem. It's really a first world problem. Uh, but let's talk some baseball. What do you say, Max Scherzer? Now, I was ready to come in here and beat the hell out of Max Scherzer. I was. Uh, I, I anticipated that would have been the flavor, and he was bad. I mean, he, he, not bad enough to cost the Nationals the wild card game, but Max Scherzer on the ropes. Uh, Milwaukee unable to hold a 3-1 to lead. They had the lead right away. Three minutes into the game at 8-11 Eastern time. First pitch, I believe, was at 8 8 and at 8-11, Yasmani Grandal, of all people, hit a two-run home run after a leadoff walk. And it didn't matter. The Nationals come back very dramatically as Juan Soto is a hero. And they advance to the National League Divisional Series in L.A. And that intimidating bullpen. And I had heard for so long that the Milwaukee Brewers, the secret success of the Brewers, the, the, the recipe for Brewer baseball, was the bullpen, and it came apart at the seams. Uh, at least Josh Hader did. Uh, he was bad, real bad, uh, at the uh, at the end of that game, and he didn't get any help from from his defense. Uh, shout out Trent Grisham uh, in the outfield. Wow, I think I've seen plays like that when, on the weekend, like on Saturday morning at the little league baseball games. You see players play the ball like that, whoop, run right by it, and there it goes behind you, and you're like, wow. That'll never happen in the major leagues, not in a playoff game. Want to bet? It happened. All right, so the, the question, what are the big takeaways here from the National League wild card game? Now, my thoughts, you've got the bouquet of flowers, large needle, and the heartburn hero. And we will tie all of these things uh, together into a nice, beautiful uh, package. Now, A, uh, Max Scherzer. I can't let this go. I realize the Nationals won the game, but this needs to be addressed. He sucked at a time you cannot suck at the beginning of this game, and he is one of the highest-paid players in baseball. And uh, and you know, so, well, he's earned his money and all that with all the regular season awards and whatnot, but mate, I know it didn't matter, but three minutes into the game, you're down 2 nothing, leadoff walk, and then bam, uh, Yasmani... Grand effing doll hits a home run for the crew. Of all people, of all people to hit a moonshot, uh, this guy is a bum. Uh, he's an absolute bum. Uh, I would say the single most useless postseason player of this generation is Yasmani Grand Doll. Anyone disagree? You can't. No. Right? I mean, it, that's not my opinion, it is a fact. And if you want, I'll, I'll give you my evidence. Let's let's go to the stats. Yasmani Grandal, four years in Dodger blue, four years in the postseason in Los Angeles. He batted 107 in playoff baseball and in 32 playoff games and 92 plate appearances, he had two home runs as a Dodger in the postseason. The guy hits a pop. Uh, his first at bat with the Brewers in the plus, but he, he was total garbage, and and that was the tone setter. If you, if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, you could not have asked for a better scenario. 
Max Scherzer, that home run alone was a fiasco. He ended up allowing four hits, walked three batters in five innings, and an ERA of over four. Keep in mind, Scherzer is the second highest paid in terms of cap hit in baseball. Second highest paid player uh, this year. I know there's some new contracts that haven't fully kicked in here, but Scherzer's making the cap hit uh, for the Nationals is $37.5 million. And uh, he has uh, been pretty pretty unreliable in the playoffs. I know the Nationals are going to push him back now. He won't be able to pitch until possibly game three of the National League Divisional Series. Uh, but Juan Soto bailed them out. And if the, there's a guy... Juan Soto, who should get a bouquet of flowers, a box of chocolates uh, from, from Max Scherzer because, no, I mean, seriously, if the game had gone the other way, it, we would have just completely unloaded uh, on Max Scherzer and he would have been public enemy number one because I often say this, and I believe this to be true, if you look at the, the way these playoff games are set up, when you are the road team in the postseason, the only real advantage you have is to score first, to play from ahead. Right to be a front runner, to have the lead early, get that run in the first inning, put pressure on the opposition, and the Brewers did that. Uh, they they had the lead for most of the game till the eighth inning, and they had the guy they wanted on the mound. And how did that turn out? P U. Yeah. Uh, so it is a rematch of last. It was not a rematch, rather not a rematch of last year's uh, NLCS. Not just the Nationals have played over the years in the playoffs; they're not foreign to each other. But this was not my preferred matchup. Uh, despite that, the Dodgers have very little to worry about. I know some are trying to sell the Washington Nationals as this new juggernaut. I was watching some of the Turner sports coverage, and uh, you would have believed this is one of the great baseball teams of all time, the Washington Nationals, and. I have a feeling if the Brewers had won the game, they would have said the same thing about the Milwaukee Brewers. It didn't really matter. They're trying to get people to watch the Dodgers against whoever, and so you sell and you market and you exaggerate uh, these these matchups. Now, it, it, there's there's always a chance the Dodgers could lose. I mean, it's not guaranteed. You can go out there and a couple of guys have terrible outings and you're in the hole, and, and the, that is a possibility. But going in... And being objective, there's one thing I am with the Dodgers. Objective. Uh, the, the deck is stacked in their favor. Home field advantage, more talented roster, certainly in the postseason, more decorated roster. They've been to the World Series the last two years in a row and have just owned the National League. Been in the NLCS the last, what, three years at least. Uh, lost to the Cubs. In 2016, now listen, the Nationals have a a nice team. Both these teams have messed up bullpens, so that's not a big issue. And the Nationals have a a decent mix of offensive players that scare you a little bit. In Juan Soto, who could go nutso at age 20. Anthony Rendon uh, is another guy, pretty good player. MVP year for the Nationals, and Trey Turner is not bad. But outside of that... There's nobody in that lineup that's like, oh, crap, we got to face that guy. So it's really a three-man offensive team, the way I look at it, uh, for the uh, for the Nationals. Now, you, you, uh, you can't just show up and win, right? I mean, the Nationals, I will tell you this, the comeback win, to win the way they did, is like taking a large needle and shooting up confidence in your veins 
uh, for the Nationals. And unlike, and I want to say this, because unlike the Bryce Harper vintage of the Washington Nationals, um, th- this this team has some moxie uh, to it. Which I, I generally like teams like that more. Uh, I, I like those kind of teams more. Uh, but that's also another way of saying they're not as talented. Right? I mean, it's, it's code. It's like at the NFL draft when they say someone's athletic. You kind of know what they mean by that. Or they say someone's uh, in basketball, they say he's a coach on the floor. You know what they mean by that also. Uh, High basketball IQ, those those kind of little uh, hidden messages. Uh, And when you say somebody has moxie, you're saying, well, they're not that good. Um, But this group of Washington Nationals is tough-minded. They're a scrappy team. They're a pesky team. But that only gets you so far. In a matchup, it's like going to combat. Although this is about as far from combat as you can possibly get. But just to work with me here on the analogy. So if you were to go into a combat situation, would you rather be on the, the side of the army that has the biggest tanks and the most bullets and the biggest guns, or would you rather be on the side of the, uh, the renegade band of soldiers? Now, every once in a while, if you follow military history, there have been battles where the underdog wins the competition. It happens in sports all the time. Not all the time, but occasionally it happens as well. Now, I would also like to address Bryce Harper in general. I said the Nationals, the, the way they play, a more enjoyable style of baseball. But some are trying to paint this picture that Bryce Harper is like a ball of emotion. Somewhere in, in Philadelphia, I guess he's back in Vegas now, and Harper's all upset. He's all bummed out because the Nationals won a playoff game and he's not in the playoffs. Uh, I will guarantee you, Bryce Harper couldn't care less. He didn't want to play in Washington. You know how I know that? He didn't want, he, he, they offered him multiple contracts. He didn't want, wasn't enough money. He, it's his it's prerogative. Bryce Harper is a baseball mercenary. And, yeah, he wants to win. He wants to be on a team that wins the World Series, but it's not his number one objective. His number one objective was to get a lifetime contract, which, spoiler alert, he got from Philadelphia. So I don't think he cares at all. I don't believe there's any kind of sting for Bryce Harper. Now, at the same time, I I know because I've lost jobs and and moved. uh, He didn't lose the job. They wanted to keep him as an employee. But I do know that you... Take some schadenfreude when your former employer who let you go uh, is down in the dumps. You know, down in the dumps. You, you feel pretty good about that. Uh, now, I, mu- I must also address the back to the Brewers here. Uh, they, they had everything they wanted, as we said. It was 10 minutes of hell for the Brew crew in that eighth inning when Josh Hader turned into Kenley Jansen on the mound and was shaky, was just, he had the flop sweat going. Uh, This guy had been a monster in the bullpen. And and Trent Grisham, of all people, what the F was that? Let's uh, hear a Trent Grisham. He butchered the ball, in the butcher of the outfield for the Brew Crew. And listen to Grisham. You'll hear the question and the answer. Topsman coming up, so I was getting ready to throw to home. Came in a little off balance. Um, kind of took a little funky off on me just because I came in off balance. Didn't really gather myself. Uh, ball got by me and just went back there and tried to get in as quickly as I could. Trent, did you feel the pressure of this being a winner go home game? At yes! 
play uh, that from that last yeah, player at all. Definitely. I mean, at the end That's of the right. game, uh, when getting down to six, five, four outs to go and we win, of course you feel all that pressure and you feel it, and it's kind of it's exciting. I mean, you want to you want to live in those moments and you want to live up to those expectations. Do you think that got to you at all? Uh, no, ma'am, I don't think it got to me at all. I think I, Why? I just ended up making an error. It's not my first. That's not going to be my last. And it just happened that way. I'm going to push back on that not being his last. Because if I'm the Brewers, that guy is gone. I trade his ass. I, I don't know his contract situation, but he is out of there. He is off my baseball team. Uh, go play for someone else. Go play for the Marlins or the Pirates or the Reds or somebody like that. But I'm getting rid of you. You're out of here. Tough love. Uh, tough. That there's a clinical term for what Grisham went through. Tight took his syndrome is what we call it. And uh, yeah, choke, 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 choke. Got to have a fall guy. Got to have a fall guy. And he would be the fall guy. Uh, Craig Council, you manage the Milwaukee Brewers. What are you going to tell that guy, Trent Grisham? Uh, it's it, look. Uh, 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 uh. You know, I think that's what that's about playing in these games. That's what you know. That's part of playing in these games, and it's um, disappointing. And I'm sure Trent's disappointed. But uh, for all these guys, Trent's why we're here. You know, Trent got us here. Huh? Um, what? Part of getting us here. So what? It. Um, what? You know, the inning just. It was just kind of an ugly inning. It just some things happened, crazy things happened as as do as do happen. Um, and, th- and they got a big hit. Um, and unfortunately, the ball, Trent was being aggressive and and trying to get a throw off. And uh, you know, the, the, looked like the ball probably kicked back a little bit on him um, because it had some spin on it. That was a long-winded answer from the Brewers manager, and I had no idea that he was Christian Yelich. And the I, I did, was that actually Christian Yelich? Because I, I didn't look like him. All right, last thing here. So back to the uh, next round of the playoffs, so the Nationals against the Dodgers. So the Dodgers have no plausible excuse uh, going in. They have been to several World Series. They are the most complete team in the National League. They have the most offensive firepower. They have the top starting pitching. Uh, in the National League. People are celebrating the Nationals starting pitching. I'd rather have the Dodgers starting pitching uh, than the Nationals starting pitching in the playoffs. And so even with a beleaguered bullpen, they actually showed signs of life in the second half. In fact, the Dodgers statistically were the seventh best bullpen in baseball after the All-Star break. You know where the Washington Nationals bullpen ranked? 28th in baseball. In the second half of the season, only the Rockies and Marlins were worse after the All-Star break than the Nationals. Now, I realize that, that the Nationals' bullpen was effective uh, in this game. But but now, do I have confidence that a, if the Dodgers have a one-run lead on Thursday night and hand the ball to Kenley Jansen, that we won't see Juan Soto do something crazy or... One of these other Washington Nationals? No, absolutely not. Uh, Kenley Jansen is a heartburn hero, is what he is. That's what he is. Uh, Exposure to Jansen in big games will lead to extreme dizziness, headaches, nausea, and confusion. And you'll wish, you will effing wish that you could bite your tongue the way I bit my tongue the other day. All right? All right, anyway, uh, and, and remember that there is precedent for having a big postseason after sucking in the regular season, at least turning things around. Last year for the Red Sox, Craig Kimbrell was terrible for a big chunk of time, and then uh, all of a sudden he was it was not terrible. 
Unfortunately for the Dodgers, it was in the World Series that he stopped being terrible. But anyway. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And here we are again. Another hour of talk radio, side by side, and the Washington Nationals have won. Congratulations to them. They won the National League Wild Card game. They're on to Los Angeles. A date with the Dodgers, the big bad beast of the West. And that'll be on Thursday as that series gets started in L.A. And uh, I want to shift gears over to football. All right, so we, we have often on this show, I mean pretty much every night, we analyze and scrutinize NFL players. It's a part of the gig. And for a player, it's part of their job. It's part of the, the territory that they are a part of uh, in this. Now, sometimes even get called out by their, their teammates, not just blowhards on the radio. Uh, we saw that over the weekend in Minnesota. And we talked about this the other day. Adam Thieland, the very talented slot receiver, for Minnesota, he went on the record. Did not go off the record. Uh, was not some unnamed player that was unhappy with the Viking passing offense, the pathetic passing display against the Bears. He put his name to it. Put his name on it. Uh, it is what has happened since then that I would like to update the story. And I, I want to talk about this. Not if you, I don't know if you heard it or not. Maybe you did not. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Now, he went on his weekly K-Fan radio show, the home of this show in the Twin Cities, and issued a public apology to Adam Thielen. He did. He issued an apology. In fact, we have the audio tape just to prove I'm not making it up. Here's the audio. Kirk, did you take offense to that quote at all? No, like he said, it's reality. I really want to apologize to him because there's too many opportunities where we could have hit him on Sunday. And post-game, when I talk to the media, I always say, hey, until I watch the film, it's hard for me to really give you a straight answer. Well, I've watched the film. And the reality is there were opportunities for him. Uh, the one that's most obvious is the third and ten at the beginning of the game. We're near midfield. That's arguably seven points. If you put the ball where it needs to be, we, he's shown, number 19's shown, that he will make that play. And he'll probably finish the play in the end zone and pull away from the defender. All right, so that was uh, the quote from Kirk Cousins on K-Fan there. And uh, as you heard there, he's, he's one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best players in the world, blah, 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 blah. And um, he blamed himself. Uh, and, and so I'm in an awkward position here. I want to discuss this because I have often said I like accountability. And I do. I like accountability. I like the fact that Kirk Cousins said this. But what do you make? I will frame it this way. What do you make? of Kirk Cousins' public apology. In this case, the way that he did it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that he it was unnecessary, and, and I'll tell you why. We've got politics, the vomit comet, and the toxic brew, and we will put all of this together, and we will make a banana cream pie, which, by the way, Roberto brought in a banana cream pie, a beautiful, delicious banana cream pie is in the other room. So if you come down here, we'll give you a slice. Yeah, um, you're not allowed in the building, but you know. Anyway, all right. Uh, so a couple things. Number one, Kirk Cousins seems like a nice enough guy. I, I truly believe Kirk Cousins 
his heart is in the right place. He means well. Uh, even though he's got $84 million of guaranteed moolah, uh, he's not your traditional prima donna. Uh, 99.9% of quarterbacks would never, ever consider a public apology. It's just not in their DNA. Uh, Cousins actually amazingly somehow made a mistake by doing this because anyone with an IQ above, I don't know, 40 knows that he was worthless uh, against the the Chicago Bears. The eyeball test, if you you don't have uh, working eyeballs, your ears tell you. Just listening to the game on the radio. Uh, and, and now why shouldn't you issue an apology? And again, I, I have mixed feelings on this because I like when people are accountable. But why should you n- not issue an apology? To me, the normal rules of social behavior do not always translate to professional sports. And in layman's terms, think of this as uh, politics. right? When politicians apologize... You know what happens? They often make things worse when they when they apologize. Why? Because more people then start coming out of the woodwork demanding apologies for other things. And and then the public and the media will demand even more, 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 more. It's the piranhas with blood in the water. So really what's happened here is Cousins, trying to do the right thing, has opened up Pandora's box. And uh, the, the apologies will create your own ecosystem, uh, continuing to regurgitate the Kirk Cousins uh, story, the negative story about Kirk Cousins, and, and, and so we're off to the races. And I saw headlines all over the, you know, the football media uh, had a field day. Cousins went on his Minnesota radio show and apologized to Adam Thielen? He did what? Yeah, he did. It actually happened. I heard it. It's unreal. Now, the second thing here, as we talk on Fox Sports Radio, it's tongue week on the show. Uh, it's not what you think. Uh, to, to issue a mea culpa for a poor performance is unique for most. I said 99.9%, but not for Kirk Cousins. Now, I have no skin in the game, and I we, we talk about the, the Vikings and the Minnesota teams more than I think most of the other shows because – we have a lot of listeners. We do very well in Minnesota, and so. But I have no skin in this particular situation. Uh, I, I do not. But cousins, the following him and chronicling him, even going back to his days in Washington, he has regularly been a stand-up guy who owns it when he has a bad game. So this is not unusual. It's not atypical for cousins. Typically, let me explain how it goes. This is my experience. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. If you love the Vikings or the Redskins, uh, you used to watch this guy Cousins. So the way I look at Cousins, has a bad game, just a PU type of stick bomb, uh, goes out, sucks, at a time you should not suck, says he's got to play better, right? Got to play better, got to do my job, you know, sorry I played that poorly. Goes out, practices all week, gets back on the field in the next game and takes another ride on the Vomit Comet. Uh, and it's just terrible. And it's rinse, wash, repeat. It's like Groundhog Day uh, around the, the movie, uh, around Cousins and, in this case, the Vikings. And, and these apologies, the, the problem is they have no backbone. They're hollow. They ring hollow, at least in my eyes. Uh, they ring hollow. Cousins, I mean, he means well, but but this is not peewee football. I don't think. Maybe it is now. 
uh, with all these Vontez. I, I got attacked by the uh, Vontez Burfecht should be sent to the Who's Gal crowd. They were very upset with me. Uh, very upset. But that's a different conversation. But anyway, uh, stay focused. Stay in your light. I'll stay in my life. Uh, so as far as Cousins, the NFL, as we often have talked about, it, a results-based uh, business. Now, and, and Cousins' results are not there. And I can love you. I, I can say, hey, you're, you're good at selling beds and all that, but you're not good at playing a quarterback. And he even, he even got replaced in those commercials by what? Dak Prescott now is doing those commercials? All right, now final point. So Kirk Cousins needs to stop talking the talk, which is odd for a talk show host to say, and start walking the walk. Uh, that's his problem here. I mean, you go to go to the eye doctor. Find that tunnel vision, right? Find that tunnel vision and, uh, and, and try to get your eye on the actual prize, which is, I don't know, throwing touchdowns. It's like the perfect storm, the superstorm that has come down on the Viking passing offense here. And th- these are valid, well-reasoned criticism uh, of the Vikings quarterback. He has the basics, but has picked up some bad habits. And we don't need to beat a dead horse here, but Charlie checked down, and there's a fine balance to this entire uh, setup. I mean, uh, Cousins checks down on almost everything. He seems to be a scaredy cat, doesn't want to throw the ball deep, and his completion percentage is high, and uh, people that don't really watch the games think that he's better than he really is. Right? It's the same argument we make all the time about quarterbacks like this, that he would rather Cousins take a sack than throw an interception, or not an interception, but an incompletion. Uh, and, and you know, Cousins, if he was a bartender, he would be the guy mixing the toxic brew behind the bar is what he would be, right? Interceptions, sacks, fumbles, few incompletions. We used to call it the Plaxico Special in honor of former NFL player Plaxico Burris, who famously did what? Yes, he shot himself in the leg, uh, Plaxico Burris, at a club in New York. Uh, Self-inflicted wounds. A bit of a problem. A bit of a problem. All right, here's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. To the phones we go at 877 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Ernie the Great Opiner says, Ben, what do the Washington Nationals and the Detroit Lions have in common? They've each won one playoff game in their team's history. There you go. It's uh, early lame jokes. Well, thank you for that, Ernie. Got an email from one of my guys who says, you better be careful, Ben. You might want to miss Thursday into Friday because... It'll be uh, your tongue will be the topic of the lame jokes, and I'm like, no, people won't do that to me. No way. I mean, it's, all, it's not most tongue jokes you can't say on the radio anyway. They're offensive. It's a delicate flowers. They don't like those tongue jokes. They get they get annoyed by that. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox America's favorite drag queen caller is Felixis in Rochester. Hello, Felixis. Oh, Ben, I'm so jumpy like a virgin at a. Prison rodeo, honey. Oh, wow. How, how you doing? I, I hear about your tongue. I got solution. I, I don't need. I don't need your solution. Doctor Foxes is in the house, honey. Uh oh. All right. Uh, green tea. Green tea is the best. Soak it for five minutes in water. Rock water. Well, no. My, my guy, Doctor Dave, told me I have a cranial nerve injury. That's what he told me last hour. Well, green tea is good for nerves. It's good for. It's like an antibiotic. 
abscess tooth that's good for all. No, what, I, what I need is a magic placebo. I need something I can take, and then when I go to bed, and then when I wake up, uh, you know, hours later, I'll feel better. That's what I need. I take a shot of whiskey. All right. Uh, anyway. I have whiskey at home. I'll take a shot of whiskey. I had to take the whole bottle. What the hell? Uh, anyway. Well, that's what you do. Hey. What? Thursday night's game. You should be jumping up and down joy. Well, no, I think the Dodgers are playing at about the same time the Rams are. football. I ain't talking about baseball. I could care less about baseball. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, what do you want? You were talking about football. I so was I'm talking about, about football, but the Thursday's a big sports night. Yeah, for football. For baseball, too. There's two playoff games. Uh, who cares? You think I'm Nobody supposed to be excited about, about week five of the NFL? Who cares about week five of the NFL? Come on. The Rams are playing. Don't you care about your Rams, or are you giving up on them already? No, I haven't given up, but I'm, I'm not uh, anxious to see Jared Goff fumble and turn the ball over three or four times against Seattle <laughs> on Thursday. I'm not. The, Ra- the Rams are going to have to win in spite of him. Now, I do have a theory that the Rams were caught in the old peekaboo, much like the Colts. Uh-huh. Indianapolis, they got caught looking ahead because they have a primetime game against the Chiefs, and they didn't take the Raiders seriously. And I'm convinced that was a sandwich game, I, and I didn't even see it before. I, I did pick Tampa Bay, but that was a sandwich game. You had a big divisional opponent, or a big uh, key, not divisional, but a key game, primetime game the week before against uh, the Cleveland Browns, and then you know, a lot of attention, national TV, Al Michaels, the whole deal. And then the following game after the Tampa Bay game, you have a key Thursday night primetime game against the Seahawks, and they did not focus. That's a bad job by them. Well, just like 20 other NFL teams up there, this is a bad year. I'm telling you, I mean, it started off bad. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Buffalo Bills probably won't win another game, to be honest with you. And you might as well just give the Super Bowl ring to New England Patriots already because this season stinks, I'm telling you. Um, well, I thought, wait, you said you're more of a football guy than a baseball guy. Maybe you should try baseball. I want, I, if, I, if I have trouble sleeping, then I'll watch a foot, uh, baseball no, no, game. If you have trouble sleeping, just count your seven toes over and over and over and over and over and over eight. and over and over. Uh, eight toes. I, why do I keep saying seven? <laughs> Did you grow one back? Did you yeah, grow one? Yeah, and water instantly grew back. <laughs> it grew back. Amazing. All right, all right. I got to go. Get out of here. Uh, go away. It's great getting porn, I'm telling you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. That's going to be one of my proudest moments. I might have to put that photo up in my office of those two, him dressed as an alligator and her holding the sign with a, he's got a bullhorn. All right, Kuba Loop. Now, Ben, you've always been someone who subscribes to the method of throwing your prize rookies out there to see what they've got. Yes, I, I've endorsed that for many years. Well, Dwayne Haskins didn't have much. Uh, he threw three interceptions, no uh, touchdowns. That, that's kind, Coop. He was terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> less less than two hundred yards passing. It's I an think embarrassment. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, but now we hear that Jay Gruden uh, may decide to go with a now healthy Colt McCoy in Week Five. Yeah. Uh, ben, would you put Haskins out there again after last week? Uh, I would. It's not my job, first of all. It's it's Jay Gruden's job that is the on the line here. And but. 
I, I believe for the long-term viability of the Redskins, they have to find out for sure one way or another whether Dwayne Haskins has something or has nothing. I believe you can, for most of the time, you know within a handful of games whether this person has it inside them, even if they're not great all the time. There are exceptions to the rule, but he was clearly overmatched against the Giants. That was a duck soup performance is what that was uh, for for Haskins. But, but Kuba, I mean, you know my answer. I believe in baptism by fire. Uh, whatever you do, I, I didn't really get – not that I'm great at radio, but I didn't get better at radio until I started doing radio, and I think most people are like that. If you, if you renovate houses, if you redo kitchens – you can watch other people do it, but you have to be the one doing it to finally master the art of that. You know, I'm a big believer in the 10,000-hour things, which is actually probably more than 10,000 hours now uh, they've determined. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be growing pains and roadblocks and all that stuff to navigate the NFL. But Dwayne Haskins, you draft a guy that high, play the guy. All right, next. Now, it's being reported that the Mets are not going to try and trade Noah Syndergaard this offseason, despite rumors of an impending trade all throughout the early part of this season. Uh, ben, is keeping him around the right idea for the Mets? All right, so I, I'm not convinced that this is legit. I mean, the, the Mets, I, I don't think they've completely closed the door and deadbolted it in regards to Noah Syndergaard. It is more probable than not that when the winter meetings come around in December, that he will be a, a hot ticket item at the baseball winter meetings and the GM meetings and all that. And the Mets, I have a feeling, can be seduced, have their arm twisted with a bunch of cheap, blue-chip minor league players, and they can be convinced to make a trade uh, of, of Norris Syndergaard. And secondly, you know, I, I know the argument is better the devil you know than the devil you don't know, but Noah Syndergaard has been, as a major league player, like the cliche in Hollywood of the beautiful woman at the bar, just gorgeous, a perfect 10, who flirts with you, right, and then leaves the bar without even giving you her phone number and uh, goes with the goes with girlfriend. I mean, Thor, he'll get you about 200 strikeouts, and he's a seesaw from start to start. Uh, he's nasty, both good and nasty bad. Uh, all right, next. Now, Bleacher Report released a list this week of the top 50 NBA players of all time. Allen Iverson took to Instagram to voice his displeasure about the list. Uh Uh-oh, don't want to get him upset. Yeah, his problem, he wasn't on the list at all. What? Whoa. Ben, AI is a surefire top 50 all time, right? All right, so I saw the headlines on this. Now, number one, I, I would have Iverson in my top 50. Uh, I would, and I, I watched him in person many times, and when, and when he is firing on all cylinders, he was exciting, he was entertaining, man was he fun to watch, a ball of energy in his salad days in the Sixers uh, back in the day, and he is the seventh best all-time career scoring average guy in the NBA, he's 50th in assists per game, he's 10th all-time in steals per game, those are legit big-time Hall of Fame legendary uh, numbers for Allen Iverson, but... For the sake of argument, I, I understand the other side here that he doesn't belong. Iverson is the 57th ranked player in efficiency rating. He's 89th in plus minus rating, 91st in career win shares, whatever the hell that is. Uh, some of those new age stats that they have. So I understand the counter argument. The other thing here, and this is my big point on Iverson, I find it amusing that Iverson would engage in this and give credibility to the Bleacher Report story. 
and, and I know from working in the media business a long time, you know, I often mock my uh, my friend, uh, well, used to be my friend, uh, David uh, Gascon, uh, Gagon, because he does list radio. Who? The first rule of making a list in media is to throw some curveballs out there because you want people to have an emotional, visceral reaction and get them into a lather with their emotions. If you put a list together and everyone agrees on it, I mean, what good is that? You know, it's tremendous clickbait. And Iverson taking the the, the low hanging fruit, taking the bait, uh, and going for it. Bad job by him. All right, there it is. We're we're late, but it's Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny passes it. That is a winner. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, let's get to the game. Here we go. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, no time to play grab ass. Let's get right to it. Michael is in Maine. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ben. How are you? Welcome. You ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. All ben, right. we met before. I brought Blair to Boston. To oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was very nice of you. That was very cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right, hold on a second. I'm here to win, Ben. All right, you better be. And uh, Brian in Milwaukee. Brian, hello. Hello, Ben. How you doing? We love you over here in Milwaukee. Well, thank you. Sorry about your brewers, you know. Yeah, we're all in mourning here. Everybody's pumped against the walls of the building. Yeah, the Greek freak's going to start playing soon. Uh, what do you do for a living, Brian? I own a limo service. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. Cool. Anybody famous there that you've taken in your limo? Three times in town. J-Lo, Kobe Bryant, Shaq. I had the TNT crew in there here last year. Look at you, man. Look at you. Baller. All right, let's play the game. Uh, Michael, who do you want to partner up with, Michael? I want you. All right, we're going to win this. Brian, you got Eddie, Roberto, or Coop? I'm going to take Coop. Coop Loop. All right, those are the teams here. Ten words. Michael, you were on the air first. Pick a number. Seven. All right, number seven. Uh, all right, this this should be relatively easy. Uh, let's go with workout. Exercise. Is that two words? Ah! No, that's, that's two words. No, that's not two words. Yes, workout is. is one word. It is one word. Look it up. I'm looking at it right here. Workout is one word. It's not two words. To conjoin Man, words. Who show is it? It's my show. Damn right. That's- Ten points. All right, you're up, uh, Koopa Loop. Go ahead. All right, Brian, I need a number. Uh, number two. Number two. All right, let's go with... Um, oh, wow, I feel like this should be easier. I can't, I can't think of anything. Um, let's go with... Take about three more minutes. Uh... Oh, I don't know. We need uh, a clue, Coop. Is uh, Coop having watercolor? A- Andy Dalton, a moment. Watercolor. Die. No, oh, no, no. What, Michael? I'm going to use the Maller maneuver. Do you know what the Maller maneuver is? What? I think so. We'll find out in a second. All right. Well, the Maller maneuver is where I will say something leading into uh, instead of the. Uh, that's that's right, what I thought. All right. Uh, spray. Paint. Yeah. Good job by you. This guy's good. All right, was it 19 or nothing? All right, uh, back to us, Michael. Pick a That's number. Two for two, Ben. Good job by you. You're good at this. Uh, two and seven are gone. Pick another number. Four. We're going for five. Number five. 
<laughs> Boy, I'm thinking of a Mallard maneuver here, which would be kind of... Uh, let me run this by. Hold on a sec here. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, here we go, Michael. Mallard <laughs> maneuver number two. Uh, again, leading into the word uh, venereal... Disease. Yeah, everyone knows that. Every dude knows that. <laughs> Every another. dude. Well, uh, I'm sure to, you certainly know it. You try to avoid it. How dare you? Isn't that a uh, proper name or something? No, no, no. no. That's a, a clinical term. Have they thrown in the towel? Uh, Coop, you want to throw in the towel? No. Or, okay, go ahead, Coop. Pick a number. It's a blowout. It's over. Four. Number four. All right, number four. All right, let's go with... Um, Let's go with aching. Pain. No. no. Oh. All right. I uh, said so aching. How about uh, throbbing? Aching, throbbing. Uh, all right, that's all right. No, We're out of time anyway. The word was. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Ballot maneuver. Cold. No, it's, it, it, all right. it was sore, right? All right, we're out of time. Uh, you win, Michael. Good job by you. Good job, nice job by you, man. All right, thank you, buddy. All right, I've got a go. murder. Got to go. I don't have to go anywhere. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.